0: Welcome Australia, it's that time again for another podcast from the mate team where we try and get into your head with stuff that makes us sound smart sit back and relax, it's time for us to be mates Hi Australia, welcome to another Let's Be Mate podcast episode I'm one of your hosts Faz and as usual we have Dom and Bosco in the room Boys, how are we going today?
1: Yourself. Very good.
0: Yeah, good, good. The good to be back in the studio. Um, today's episode, I think, is going to be a unique one. Uh, we're learning about a, a brand new business. Um, it's an Aussie business built to be your personal shopping assistant. Now, we talk about a lot about online shopping and things like that, but I think Smartify, um, the business that we're talking today, is going to be the true shopping assistant uh, um, as you uh, go online. At Mate, we, we do focus every day on simplicity and easier ways for consumers to get access to the services they want and need. Smartify offers the opportunity in a new, in, in a new unique way that we just love and it really resonates with us at Mate. We all know the move to online shopping has amplified over the last couple of years. Um, Australians have always been behind the trend, but with a service like Smartify, I think this will get Aussies shopping online uh, with a a purpose, and I I stress the purpose. Um, That purpose is for consumers getting access to the value they deserve for the things they love, delivered to them and available at their fingertips to see. Joining us today is Dallas. Dallas is co-founder um of smartify dallas welcome to the let's be mate podcast
2: hello guys thank you very much for having me look forward to it
0: and dallas i think uh you know obviously our listeners haven't you know uh, probably don't know too much about you but i'd love to get a personal view of you like wh- what's been your career to date, and how have you found yourself um at smartify
2: yeah um so i started out um i think like every young guy pretty lost um, trying to figure out what i wanted to do and then went traveling backpack around the world for a couple of years and that wasn't really working out for me. So I eventually got into uni, did a did a degree in business, um, majored in finance and absolutely hated every second of it. Um, but somehow got into an internship program at uh, at Microsoft. And that's how I had the good pleasure of meeting you, uh, Faz, which had a few good years there, of yep. um, working very hard at absolutely. the pub. <laughs> Um, all yeah, part, of, all uh, part of it, right? <laughs> it was great, yeah. But um, ended up in the in the retail division at Microsoft um, and then was fortunate enough to get a graduate role once I eventually passed all my subjects uh, after repeating a few um, in, the, in the Xbox team, uh, which was great. I mean, pretty much a dream job. It gained a lot of the kids um, and then became a category manager for the Xbox accessories business Which basically meant I got to play around with all the toys um, and then try and sell them and market them. Um, So did that for a few years, and uh, just kind of felt like something was missing. Um, Always had a bit of a a bit of an itch to go out and do something on my own. Like you know, it's obviously that entrepreneurial itch some people have, uh, and a lot of lot of family members have their own businesses as well in my family. So I was always had that kind of pressure and that drive, I suppose. So it was hard to leave such a dreamy place like Microsoft and Faz. I'm sure you kind of remember how Absolutely. good it was and how and how kind of, it, how, how they made it to actually leave. Yeah, Every yeah. time I thought about it, they're like, yeah, how about this or how about that? Or so it took a few years to get that confidence out to leave um, and I had a, had an idea for a startup and <clears throat> took the plunge through pretty much everything I had at the startup and it failed, it flopped, um, And that was, a, that was a workplace happiness index um, measure thing. So basically it was, it, was, it was to help with soft management. So how, you know, how your staff are performing, are they happy, are they satisfied in their jobs? It didn't work. We couldn't kind of get the traction we wanted, um, but it was kind of almost rewarding, failing and going out and doing something by myself. But I I ran out of money. Obviously, at that point, I didn't want to go back. So I thought about um, what's the quickest way I can earn the most money doing the least amount of work. So (laughs) I went into consulting, (laughs) which which was working smarter, not harder. Right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I went. uh, I went and did some consulting work. I won't name where I did, did that, but uh, it was all in retail, <laughs> um, and joined a very good uh, platform, actually, also an Australian business called Expert Three Hundred and Sixty. Um, they're, they're doing some great things, um, and and did some consulting work, and then through that, because it was all retail-focused, consumer-focused, this idea sort of took hold and um, and saw a bit of an opportunity, and then and then we kind of. Found my co-founder, and then we started working on it, um, and and kind of one thing led to another, and eventually um, ended the consulting roles, um, various companies, and then committed to this full time.
0: Yeah. So touch on a couple of things there, right? I think every, yep. everybody in our in our world. So we, we consider ourselves entrepreneurs, and um, some people hate that word, some people love that word, but I I just think that we're we're a bunch of people that see an opportunity to fix. Right. And, and and that's and that's how mate started as well. So there's always a story around that, right? And you make a you make a very valid point, um, Dallas, around the time at Microsoft. Microsoft allow you to do a lot of different things and allow you to be part of so many great experiences and it is hard to leave and uh, you know, and mm. you, you meet so many lifelong friends you know we're still talking today dallas and um and you, li- you meet so many people along the way um but what it does what uh, what microsoft does in a corporation like that and if they're doing it right they they give you the passion and the drive to go and do something like we're doing at made or like dallas is doing at smartify to me that's that's a sign of a successful business which is microsoft and you know i think you were there at the time when it sh- the the rain shifted to Sachin and Della, and i think that whole, as you can see, the whole dynamic of the business changed. And I think that's been a lasting legacy for myself anyway since I've left. And I think the, the culture that he built is what's got me motivated to do what I'm doing today. And I think that's a that's a big thing, right? And um, yeah, I yeah. mean, would you say that's the same for you and where yeah. you got to now?
2: Yeah, 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 I think you hit it perfectly on the head. And, and being at such a large company, in it's a pivotal, a pivotal change in in that organisation Um, where it shifted from, you know, almost becoming redundant in people's mind and then some internal issues to shifting with new leadership, new direction, new drive, new energy. Um, I learned and took so much from that experience and I, I apply that Uh, in my consulting roles and then I I, I try and bring that in to Smartify as well. Um, I mean, our team's quite small and we're all over the place, but there's so much good learning there from from my time there for sure.
0: And the drinks at the pub are just as important. I know we say that, (laughs) but they're just as important because they build culture and they build connection, right? And they build connection and and that's where I probably built the connections with people at my old role in Microsoft that – that that have the that, that um, deliver the relationships I have today, you know, yep. and so it's just as important in, in the inside the office as well as outside the office. Yep,
2: you know. yep. Yeah, yeah. People and culture is, is everything, for 100%. sure, hundred yeah.
1: percent. Yeah. Our listeners have heard a lot about how the Mate Business started from you know in our auntie's backyard, and if you haven't, go back and listen to uh, Mate the Customer Happiness Business, one of our first episodes. But you started to gloss over it a bit. I'm Not going to let you gloss over it about how how the idea of smartify came came to life and and what's that journey been?
2: Yeah, so um, it kind of came in a few ways. One was a lot of the work that I did in consulting was looking at pricing, specifically competitors' pricing and then price movements. And essentially, what we're doing is is seeing how our products stack up against. Other products, competitive products, and where we want it to sit. And I was looking at that going, like, that's great for a business to understand that, but where's that insight for users? Because, you know, um, buying something that's overpriced sucks. <laughs> like, you feel <laughs> like you've ripped off. So that was kind of like, I was sort of seeing that, but not, it was just like, it's something around bouncing around my head, and I couldn't really figure out what to do with it. And then what happened is, um, I actually was just working from home and got sick of my girlfriend constantly complaining about finding a product she wants and then trying to find the best price for it. And then having to waste time searching for promotional codes and then also having to like sift through um, promotional EDMs, so emails, trying to find good deals. So she's like, I just, this just sucks. This whole thing is just a mess. And, you know, if you buy at a wrong price, then you, end up frustrated that you actually purchased it Um, you know you could have got it cheaper so all that kind of frustration I feel like everyone can kind of relate to that just probably set off a bit of a light bulb in my mind and I was like okay there's something definitely there and then I talked to you know everyone around around my network and you know it's like what's frustrating about shopping online within two seconds you kind of hear the same sort of messaging so that was I suppose the idea generation of, of what, what formed um, Smartify and then we kind of went in and we we're like, okay, what are the core problems if we could kind of nut them out and then what and how could we solve them and then that's kind of what we set off to do, which has not been easy.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I can imagine but I mean, <laughs> no. I can give an example of how I used Smartify, Smartify recently is that, um, you know, I wanted to buy a new PC and, you know, I use Smartify to watch that PC, that product, and you know all uh, last week the tax time sales came up with jb and i'm one person that doesn't get to all these emails and you know i'm s- and, and what, what's happened over the last couple of years is that edms from businesses have been influxed right there's been a uh, mm. crap load of them come, and i've been unsubscribing because it just clogs up my email now what what happens smartify is taking away the clutter from getting that, being subscribed to those emails and I got delivered a message about the product that I like um, telling me that it's now cheaper than ever, right? And yep. wh- wh- lo and behold, I went and purchased, right? And so that to me just took all the crap out of it and, and yep. delivered it dra- direct to me, which was important. And, and now, you know, that that's a big deal in my opinion and which probably will get people to shop more and especially people out there, businesses that – that uh, aren't involved with Smartify, probably get involved because it's gonna get people to shop more, in my opinion, mm. online,
2: mm. yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's personalizing your shopping experience and yeah. like, why why do people get spammed? It's so annoying. It's like, we just allow people to go in, save their favorite stores and brands. So if you really like Nike, or you really like the Iconic or JB Hi-Fi, you follow that, yeah. we'll let you know when there's a sale on for that brand or that store. So you don't need to waste time kind of subscribing to tons of different retailers. And then if you do like a product that's expensive, you can follow it. And then we just let you know when the price drops.
3: Simple as that. Yeah. It probably leads on
0: to. Yeah. So
3: you've you've kind of started talking about a bit specifically, but um, give us a bit more specifics, um, exactly what it is and how it works. So from a consumer's perspective, what they have to do uh, to get, you know, to start using the service.
2: Yeah, cool. So at the moment it's just uh, a Chrome extension. So you do need Google Chrome in order to use it. Uh, And uh, if you do have that, it'll work on your Mac or your PC. Um, The reason why we have done that first is that it allows us to be where you shop. So most people still, well, they browse on their mobile phones whether within say an app or within the mobile phone browser but still as in 75% of people purchase on their PC or their Mac. There's still this sort of friction with um, purchasing on mobile. People don't like putting their credit cards in a little screen, there's a trust issue, all these sort of things. So we thought, well, let's just be where the person actually shops. And then that's where we can actually save them the most money. So that also allows us to say automatically test and apply promotional codes at the checkout or if you land on a product page, you can save that that product there and then. So at the moment, that's kind of the only place where we are. Um, we know that that's limited, so we're building a full, like a fully fledged website that'll allow you to come in and see deals uh, and top trending products. So that'll make it, again, a bit more easier for people that maybe are not on Chrome or want to visit from mobile. Uh, and then, of course, we'll build out a mobile app um, once we kind of figure that story out, Shopping on mobile is very different to shopping um, on on a PC and a desktop.
0: Yeah, agreed. And I think in in our business, we probably see um, a lot of people probably more shop uh, purchase, view us on a mobile but purchase yep. on a desktop and the reason, yep. I mean when it comes to more co- more complex purchases, I think uh, a mobile phone is probably a bit challenging and you want to you have a bigger picture and, and understand a bit better and I think people then switch back to a desktop so I think both are important but when mm-hmm. it comes to more complex purchases I think people still tend to go towards a desktop, yeah, So yep. which makes yep. sense.
2: Yeah, I think it'll shift but yeah, for now you know, you, you can more easily compare say the prices of products or services Um, you know there's a whole promotional code piece which is not as big here as it is in say America or rest of world where like you know promo codes drive a lot of purchase Um, this is sort of still infancy here it's growing Um, so that works better still on the desktop
0: yeah And you know, um, if we do uh, like we talk about promo codes versus what you do, and um, you know, like I know back in the days, I don't know if do people use things like Groupon and and things anymore. I don't know, right? <laughs> but I mean, like a lot of those things are, you know, the 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 Groupon takes fifty percent of the recommend a retail right i mean it was probably good for a moment but um it's probably people are smarter people are, get access to more things more uh, more easily now you know you know our smartphones are more you know more prevalent and all those different things and um i just think that uh, you know, I mean, and maybe maybe take a step back to to the brand that's selling the stuff right how uh, yeah. how does that work in your world and how uh, how can they get involved with smartify or you know what's what's their connection to the smartify brand and what's the benefit to them
2: yeah, so um, probably a few things to touch on there, like obviously bigger brands, so like Nike, um, or even you know, outside of fashion apparel, you know, um, Microsoft, Xbox, what have you, they obviously have well-established major retailers that they sell through. So in that sense, we just help drive more traffic into say the Iconic or JP Hi-Fi, then get our customers the best deal, and if they purchase say that brand's products will again, help them get the best price on that yeah. first. And and we've worked with a few brands directly, um, but a lot of the time we end up just working with say, you know, a major retailer. For smaller brands, especially like local brands, what we really wanna do when we see it as like a, a good thing to do for Australian businesses, but also it's a, a strategically competitive advantage for us. We do have the ability to do it. Is, to work with like say small local brands and try and get them exposure. Um, So the way that that would work is, let's say someone's interested in a particular category like sports, outdoors or gaming or whatever, they can let us know this will come in a new update, what they're interested in and then we can say surface up like brands. So if you like Nike, Adidas, um, Puma, we obviously have an idea that you like sports. So there's an up and coming Australian sports brand a shoe manufacturer, for example, we can push that in and, and let you know, hey, these guys are, um, you know, local Australian business. Do you want to follow them? We'll let you know. We can get them um, in terms of their products, or you can shop directly from you know their, their, their website. So, I mean, that we see that as like, um, yeah, a, a, a way of bringing new value into to customers, but also helping brands get more exposure.
0: Yeah, agreed. You know. Um, I, especially during COVID, you've seen a lot of businesses have a hard time, right? You know, um, losing, uh, having to let go of staff, losing revenue, all these different things. And the one thing during COVID time um, was that businesses, businesses needed to adapt to be a bit different, right? And probably online was, I guess in the last three months, probably the acceleration of online for Australian businesses has, pro- has probably gone to that next level because they have to right because the the shop fronts uh, aren't what they used to be social distancing the number of people in your store all these different changed the way that traditional businesses maybe transact from a shop shop front perspective and you know what we've we had we had a lot of conversations there's a lot of local businesses or a lot of businesses that their core and their expertise is what they sell not telling people about their business right so marketing and and, and all those type of things aren't the you know the sec aren't second nature to a lot of people running a business. The service they offer mm. is second nature to them, but not, not not amplifying their business. And I think a, a tool like Smartify um, does the work for them, right? It gets their message to to people who are interested about the product that they're selling in a mm. very seamless way, um, direct to their you know to their Chrome browser, right? And it takes mm. the clutter yeah. out of it. It's probably n- much more cost effective, um, and you don't have to be an expert. Uh, in in sales and marketing in your business to to deliver that message, would you see that as as an advantage to people like that?
2: Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I feel like yeah, thanks to our friend COVID, we all had to um, yeah, absolutely rapidly look at how we do business um, and you know feel sorry for any bricks and mortar that got kind of essentially wiped out from it. And for the Australian shopper, it was a forced adoption and rapid growth of online. I think you mentioned it in your in your intro that. You know, we, we lag in online purchasing versus rest of world um, that's changed dramatically and I feel like people are seeing the benefits of shopping online so I can't see that really just switching back the other way once you know, come kind of we're through all this of course there'll be a you know a, a right size of balance and people in Australia like to go outside and shop uh, and I, I do as well yeah. But the convenience of online shopping is is um, yeah, really really uh, enticing. So, as a bricks and mortar business, you think, well, okay, how do I now make that play for the long term? How do I make sure that I'm different enough? How do I get exposure? So, we want to come in and help in that in that in that process, from exposure through to helping the customer um, purchase the products, and you know, that would be the brand's product in that case. Um, in terms of exposure, it would be, like I mentioned earlier, but also, you know, essentially allowing the user just to quickly see where, um, where they can pick up your brand. Let's say you you, you you range in a few different retailers, we can let them know straight away.
0: Yeah. I see something as simple as um, during the COVID period. I mean, how important was click and collect during COVID, right? Not spending mm-hmm. the, you know, with, with, the super, with the supermarket. For example, in my area, they stopped home deliveries. Yeah, uh, yeah, you know the supermarkets let minimal people in the store, and you are scared to go out anyway at the height of it, right? And click and click was the best option, and um, I just think that that is going to be even bigger, a bigger process, or or even more of the norm moving forward, just with what we experienced, and who knows when the real effects of COVID is going to finish,
1: right? But I think mm. the you know online traditionally you you're comparing price for price, you know, a like product, but Something like COVID where there's now, you throw in a situation where maybe um, the courier services delayed or Amazon, for instance, were prioritising you know, medical supplies over normal, normal deliveries. Now you go, and I, I did it myself in the last couple of months where you go, well, actually, I'm going to pay $7 extra to get this product from this retailer because I can get it in five days or three days or tomorrow instead of, well, I may or may not get it in the next two weeks because but it's three dollars cheaper so you know it's not just about price now but you also want to be getting the best price as well
2: yeah and we we will bring that in as well um, again a kind of mission is to be your personal shopping assistant so it's the stuff you care about so shipping is massive um, and also total delivered costs so nothing sneaky with price if it's you know for the product and $30 for shipping. It's not really $10 for that product by the time you get to pay for it. So we want to be able to kind of say, hey, here's the product, here's your shipping options, and here's the total delivered cost. So if you want an express, you'll pay a premium for that, obviously, but you're going to get it within 24 hours.
3: And... Is there any... Is a particular... Because I've, I've noticed you've mentioned Nike. So uh, is there a particular uh, type of product that you think is more suited to this sort of um, shopping experience than others? I mean, you know, you've got things like clothing, you've got, you know, sports accessories, but what about like appliances, um, things like electronics and stuff? Is there is there a particular swing that you've seen towards, you know, more certain types of products, like maybe, maybe higher um, cost products?
2: Yeah, I think... Uh, <laughs> Buying behavior is is it's pretty crazy at the moment. It definitely shifted from rapid panic buying to you know more considered now with people tightening their purse strings. So people would buy, uh, pay anything for the essentials. That thank God has kind of come and gone, um, and people are now thinking, okay, now rather my jobs uh, at risk, or you know I want to just basically get better at saving. So. There's a, there's a pretty rapid shift in, in what people are purchasing and how they're purchasing. So what we've seen is um, fashion essentially stopped dead when it was at the heart of this. Just, just nothing. So we shifted and expanded into you know, home office essentials. Yeah. A lot of people are obviously forced to work from home. Um, they got to pick up their stuff and then, you know, home appliances and then outdoor. Um, gardening, funnily enough, a lot of people thought, well, I should get outside and actually get some <laughs> uh-huh, sun stuck at home. and fix the garden up. So, yeah, there's been this kind of like rapid shifts in in, in consumer behaviour, sorry, consumer purchasing behaviour, um, and it's it's near impossible to predict. Um, what we've been doing is literally going, okay, what's on trend? And then let's just introduce that as a, as sort of like a new range that we'll that we'll offer. So. You know, we, we kind of work across all, all the different categories now. What we're seeing lately is is fashion starting to come back in. Um, and then in terms of like how they go about purchasing, people that buy electronics generally, are, uh, it's more considered. They will research the product more, they will um, compare pricing, um, and then eventually buy it if they find the right one. And then with fashion, they are more loyal to a brand or a particular retailer. So say the Iconic does such a good job of customer retention. So we essentially will kind of aid in that. So if you have a good experience with the Iconic, stay with the Iconic. Yeah. So we'll kind of give you promotions for the Iconic. So well, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a funny world we're in now, but you know, just trying to figure out what people are doing and how best to serve them.
1: What's something sup- that surprised you or that you, you didn't think about when now that people are starting to use your platform? You know, What's something that you go, well, geez, we didn't think about that. We need to include that or, oh, wow, this is working really well. Or
2: Yeah. Um, <laughs> a few things is you can't outthink. Well, I think you spend a lot of time, I think you guys are probably the same, as like how can we best serve the customer? What are, What's their pain points and then how do we kind of fix them for them? You're never going to get that right. You're never going to think of everything. And normally it's something simple that you've rather overlooked or you've kind of gone, no, it's not actually a bigger deal. So we've had a, a lot of those little things. What's surprising is um, the importance of brand. So people really are loyal to particular brands and they will search for those brands. And I feel like that's not only with products, it's also with services. And you guys sure. are probably seeing that by investing in your brand. Um, you know, it does come back yeah. um, and, and reward you. Um, so that was, I suppose, surprising. Um, and then also, on the flip side, is the non-importance of promotional codes. So we say in America, people will search high and low for promotional codes. Here, you know, if 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 they don't have an active one, it won't necessarily mean that they won't um, purchase the product, yeah. um, or they'll spend maybe one or two minutes looking, and then that's it. So that that was surprising because I was like, well, if we can deliver promotional codes and automate that process, that'll definitely help with the sale, but not necessarily.
1: Yeah. Do we think that that's, you know, retails in Australia aren't using promo codes as much or haven't built that behaviour into consumers? Or, I don't know, like, I don't yeah. everything's on sale all the time. Is it <laughs> still using promo yeah, codes, yeah. like?
2: Yes. Yeah, I mean, you're right. Yeah, we're addicted to sales here. Promotions are like every other day of the week, there's a promotion on and sort of high, low pricing, which again is frustrating because if you miss out on a sale, uh, you buy it, you buy it at full price. The, you know, pretty much the next day, it might be 20, 30% off. So again, we're trying to help let you know when there's a good sale on. Um, retail here, I don't believe that they see that promotional codes drive incremental sales. So as a retailer, if you kind of put your retailer hat on, you're thinking, well, put a code out there and I put 20% off, I'm letting go of 20% of my margin. Am I gonna get X amount more sales with this code? Um, In America, I feel like that's well proven, but here there's a struggle in the industry to see that incremental benefit and i mean i i'm kind of impartial i I see both sides definitely some some categories it seems to work shoes uh definitely um and some electronics for sure because you're like oh great i just got a savings on something my perceived value that's really high um other things totally agree there's there's no there's no real incremental value of it yeah two
0: two things based on what you said like just getting back to the point about brand and you you mentioned about brand loyalty and you know people buy based on brand some of the trends that you're seeing i mean if we look at our business uh, we know that everybody does the same thing right the MBN is the MBN, mobile phone is a mobile <laughs> phone right yep. and, okay. and 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 the, the pricing is not much of a muchness right yeah yeah it might be five dollars up five dollars down but it's mm-hmm. wh- what other value that you need to amplify and tell the consumer that gets them to choose your brand over their competitors, and you know that's why we focus on brand because our thing is that we want to get our brand out there with our values. You know, make sure people that know that we're not a faceless telco, and that builds credibility and that builds trust, right? And, you know, one of the differentiators for us is trust. People trust me. If you look at our reviews, you look at what people say about us, it's trust that's driving a lot of our conversion, right, versus price. Now, we're not the most expensive, we're not the cheapest, and we don't. We want to make sure that we're always competing on value, right? And value has to be about service and about those other things as well as just price, right? That's another thing as well. And, you know, the, the biggest thing I see with Smartify, and I don't know if you thought about this, but, I mean, in my opinion you guys uh, we 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 spe- everybody spends a lot of money on research you know you know gfk kmp uh, kpmg and all these different things to understand how are consumers buying what's their trends but what i see from smartify is that you guys are going to be the oracle of what what consumers do right because they're on your platform you're seeing you're seeing them across all different industries across all different platforms you're going to see seasonality is like you spoke about okay covid so they stopped buying fashion because people stopped, stopped going out and now they started buying things at home like gardening and stuff like that my, my view is that in the future you 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 guys and yourself are going to be the people i go to to get information about how consumers are buying to help me drive my business and do you see the power in that as well and what you do um
2: 100 yes yeah. uh but <laughs> with that comes a lot of responsibility to quote yeah, old Spider-Man. Course. yeah, because if you abuse that trust, which we want to build with our of users, course. and you yeah. guys have obviously well establishing that with yours, you really shoot yourself in the head. Absolutely, um, and I wouldn't want to ever breach that trust. So if if you if you come on board, yes, there's a lot of data that we collect, but it's it's it's, it's always will be used in a way to benefit you. Getcha. Yeah. How do I get you a better deal? How do I, you know, give you this service that you said that you're interested in? Yeah. So yeah, we we kind of had a lot of um early discussions around you know, shit. Okay, we're collecting a lot of data here. How do we do it the right way? And we've been approached already by by some some providers going, yeah. oh look, can we tap into your data feeds. Absolutely not yeah. until you know, like it'll we are like. We'll, we'll kind of build things out of it that we'll see is beneficial to our users. And then if there's a partner that um, can, again, benefit that process, yes, okay. But we're not just going to essentially give that data away yep. to any, any anyone, yeah. Because it's 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 pretty sensitive stuff, for sure.
0: Oh, I agree. I just think that you guys um, have... You know, you, you guys will understand consumers better, which is which is yep. great. But then the benefit of that, you, you keep it in your world, is that you're, you're delivering better, be, better benefits to consumers that are part of your world. And that's the key, right? That's the key. Mm. Us on the mm. other end are getting better information and getting a better um, opportunities for your platform, right? And that's yep. key. You know, I, I, I get frustrated and they probably will slam me on this, but click frenzy drives me nuts, right? The whole, <laughs> the whole click frenzy... Um, scenario drives me nuts and you know it it's seen as a big day but i mean i think your product allows me to be always on on a click frenzy point of view right i mean Mm. don't don't tell people when or where to buy let people make their own decision just leave them the information that they need and let them make their decision right i think Mm. a, a lot of a lot of retailers a lot of you know scenarios in australia at the moment they try and drive people when to buy and at the moment we have toy sale and tax time and all those different things and they drive a certain you know element right but that could hurt brands as well because then people wait for a certain scenario to go and buy something because they know that time period is going to be x y and z i think your smartify allows also always on opportunities for retailers and changing changing that pattern a little bit right changing that seasonality that people buy big in you know to turn it into an always on because I know I went and bought a PC just recently, and it's probably on the back of a tax time perspective, but that offer was back in March. I just missed it. I missed it. I didn't know it was there, right? And so that, that's, I think, another value is add to, to what you're doing as well.
2: Yep, yep, totally. Yeah, it's, it's funny here in particular versus other countries. Yeah, we we are just addicted to promotional cycles. And you know, the, the click frenzy and all that was to really de-risk the Christmas trading period in terms of retailers. And last year it was bigger than Christmas in um, in retail spend online, it's massive. So it's like, okay, good. There's the best deals around there. Yeah, that's a that's a good time to shop. But not everyone shops like that. Um, and you know, we'll we'll participate in that obviously as well. But you know, so for you or, or consumers like you, it's like, well, why can't you just shop on your terms, and then we still try and get you that best deal? You know, I mean, the way we're sort of built, it is if you had a lot of products that you're following, um, and this is again, the ways we can use our data in, in, in kind of intelligent ways. If you, let's say you, you followed a few um, things from JB Hi-Fi, you had the laptop, you had a few accessories, yeah. you know, like, I'm gonna wait for the price to drop. We essentially can just go to JB Hi-Fi and say, hey, you've got a customer that's following these products, that's ready to buy. Do you wanna just give them a personalized little message or a one-time use promotional code? They can come in right now and purchase that. Again, you as a a shopper, you're like, oh, that's a great experience. JB Hi-Fi just gave me a deal. So my loyalty to JB Hi-Fi has gone up, it's higher. You actually got a better price. And then, you know, we benefit by giving an otherwise, um, well, an experience you wouldn't get anywhere else. Um, JB Hi-Fi obviously, you know, gets to make a sale.
0: Yeah, awesome, mate. It's such a, so, so refreshing to hear, right? Don't you think? I yeah. think it's just so refreshing. Yeah.
3: Um. So uh, you mentioned just to, to to close it out. Um. You mentioned uh, you're on a, a Chrome at the moment as an extension. So how do people? So our listeners, how do how do people get access to Smartify? And where do they go? Do they just um, add it as a Chrome extension and go from there? Is that basically
2: it? Yes. So if you go to um, just into Google and type extensions, you'll go straight into the Chrome extensions um, store. It's essentially an app store. Um, it's still very uh, much in its infancy it's kind of rapidly growing um, users that have Grammarly or all these other sort of Chrome extensions you'll, you'll, you'll be familiar with it and you just search Smartify and it'll pop up um, also if you just type in you know, www.smartify.ai then it'll take it take you to um, a dedicated website um, and then again in hopefully mm, a week two weeks knowing how tech works <laughs> we'll have a dedicated website up and running which like bring some of this content live through to the website so that people that necessar- may not have chrome or something like that
0: that's great cool. Awesome. thanks dallas and i think um cool. what a great story another aussie business doing great things and uh, making a difference uh, Providing benefit to, to businesses and consumers, which is what we love and is what we try and do every day as well. And uh, Dallas, I think what we'll do is we'll probably get you on in a couple months and see the update to the story. I'd love to see how it's all going and, and how you evolve. I think that's key, right? And, um, and mate, good luck. And uh, remember, we're always mates, so if you need anything from us, let us know. But look, really appreciate you joining and telling us about your story.
2: Yeah, thanks again for the time. It's been really good chatting with you guys. Look forward to uh, being invited back on as well. it will be great.
3: Thanks, mate. Awesome Thank Thanks. You. Cheers. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Let's Be Mates podcast by the team at Mate. Search for the Let's Be Mates podcast on
1: iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, and at let's be Hit subscribe to get the latest episode each week.
3: For all your telco needs, choose a provider you can trust like a mate. Visit let's be mates.com.au, Google Mate or call us on 13 14 13 to sign up today see you soon mate